Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel and Eduardo, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Hey, well, welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. Yeah, man, and I'm Eduardo. And, um, you know, we've been waiting to to have this conversation. There's going to be a lot that we're going to unfold, um, kind of relating back to the divine will and and the great response we've had from our listeners. And if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just moving into the new year, there's been a lot of things that have um, – come to the surface, uh, per usual, especially in this time that we're in right now. And one of the things that came, uh, as a very important, um, you know, factor in, in, into things that we've discussed over, uh, the last two seasons on, on this podcast is a film that's just been released, which is the film and in, in the interpretation of, of the Kabbalion. And, um, you know, we talk about the, the seven hermetic principles in the beginning of, of, of our season and, and season one, throughout the podcast and we still bring it up, you know, quite frequently. So this film that's been released today on January 11th, um, you know, is, it's pretty remarkable, uh, as someone who, who likes to do things, um, with a camera and, and express art through, through a camera, I, I really found it, um, insightful for other reasons other than what we already have discussed and other you have understood. So how did you feel about the movie? I thought it was fantastic, man. I really think it was a a little gift from the ether um, when we needed it the most. And I loved, you know, the whole aspects of the direction of the film from kind of taking you through this this ritual that very much feels like not only the the seven steps and the seven principles of hermeti- hermeticism, but felt very much like the seven steps of alchemy and how you actually visually kind of see the the consciousness going through this evolution and then how it's supplemented with great breakdowns, great esoteric breakdowns, very digestible information about how these hermetic principles create, you know, are the laws of creation and the attachments to them, um, as well as, you know, really fascinating interviews with energies that sometimes yes. we don't really think about when we're kind of thinking about these seven hermetic principles. Um, and they had aspects of, you know, a discussion with a medium, um, discussion with individuals that work with past life. Um, so I thought it was a really kind of unique celebration of how these hermetic principles branch off and touch so many aspects of esoteric and occultism. And they really are these foundations. And when you approach all of the esoteric sciences from these foundations, you have principles that are going to help guide you. And you even hear it throughout the aspects of when these people are describing their connection with the occult or their connection with the esoteric. Um, They utilize these principles as guidelines of not only better understanding their unique gifts, but how these gifts actually operate in this realm beyond the five senses. And so I love the connection to the science, um, but the, the videography, the the what was actually happening in the rituals. Um, again, the breakdowns were so good, but I thought those rituals were some of the most powerful film I've seen in a in a very long time, and especially you know on a I'm sure an independent budget 
And so how they were able to make that representation of the soul's journey in such a way that's intuitively connected to so many people, uh, they, they had my full applause. Was that your was that your reaction as well? Yeah, what a great critique that you just gave, man. And I'm not saying that because I'm your friend. Um, but yeah, directed by Ronnie Thomas and and narrated by, um, and I always get his last name incorrect, but Mitch Horowitz. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I said that correct uh, correctly, so pardon me. Um, but yeah, I think that you nailed it. Uh, having something t- that's more tangible to relate to such you know, powerful and mystical experiences that the people that are interviewed on has been just such a refreshing way of, of looking through that lens, uh, of, of a film like this, because, you know, we we talk about this, you know, as friends, even with, um, experiences, uh, beyond this realm, whether it's through meditation or psychedelics. And then when you're trying to explain it to someone, the only time I ever feel this need for, uh, you know, excitement or interruption, which is like an often thing that I do with people who are kind of reading a vibe that I'm trying to put out is when we both have had those experiences. And when you haven't had those experiences, it's sort of hard and untangible to put into words or, or difficult to put into words. And so for someone to be able to sort of pull it from that ether and bring it into a physical uh, place was just great. I mean, for me, I was just, I was very, um, just very pleased that that people would take the time to put something like this together, but also with um, not only a deep understanding, but also a honest approach, I guess, um, is what I would say. So, but I, I like the way you put it, man. I think it's, it is definitely digestible and uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and something so interesting, cause you kind of just stated it, but when we can take this esoteric force and put it into form, it's such a it's such this beautiful way of expressing a deeper understanding in these subjects because what we approach with esoteric what we approach with the occultism is the same aspect when I'm doing natal charts and I'm either talking about the 12th house or the sign of Pisces there's so much information in this world beyond the five senses that cannot be defined by words it's, it's impossible. We don't have words to define this. We don't have concepts complex enough to truly understand what this energy is. And so this is the medium of art. It's, it's, it's bridging the gap that words limit us to. And it's a deeper expression. And we've seen this in music and we've seen this in film. And so it's so beautiful when it takes that esoteric force from form and it's not even doing it in an entertainment way, but it's also this educational way. Because what a great approach this would be to, you know, when you're presenting this information to some people, what a great tangible way to understand how these principles actually work. And it really takes out, you know, it's myst- it's a mystical understanding, but it kind of takes out that woohoo that sometimes throws people off, you know? And that's, again, what's kind of unique about the hermetic approach is it's, it's esoteric sciences. And you can prove the esoteric sciences in the laboratory of life, just like you can prove physical sciences in the physical laboratory. They're, they're, you know, it's, it's something that you can actually be testable. And we do see this test. We've seen the test of cause and effect. Like we know this aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just kind of really love that idea how they were able to take this, this unique esoteric force and collapse it into a form that's not only a, a great experience for the for the adept and the really seasoned student, but also somebody who's just kind of approaching this information 
both parties were able to walk away from that being like, wow, I truly, I truly went through an experience um, in these last 90 minutes. Well said. Well, well said, man. I, I agree. And, and again, it's just, I love to speak in terms of metaphor. If you know me, um, or you've met me, I always bring analogies because that's the way I can express myself the best is by using an example. And so if I tell someone, um, you know, propelling myself forward, um, isn't as easy as, as, um, I'd like for it to be, but if I were to give you a metaphor of saying like, you know, it's not that I can't move forward, it's just that the cogs within me are not connecting. People can kind of understand by the word cog from basically an image of a watch and inside and what's happening and when those teeth connect uh, in between each other. And then when they move, they propel the greater force forward. So I can say these things that sound kind of out there, but people can still kind of ground it by saying like, oh, I, I know what he means by the cogs. And obviously I'm not a mechanical being in internally, but you know what I'm trying to say metaphorically about moving forward. And so to do that with like film and to do that with imagery, uh, is just something that really, uh, it just really inspires me because mm -hmm. again, it's, it's a, it's a different way of expressing, you know, again, you can use metaphors, but metaphors wouldn't be able to be explained if you didn't have the idea of the object you're using to supplement the feeling you're trying to express. And so they have done that now for well for however long this movie is out in in the ether or in in eternity you know what i mean so when people are really wondering what we're saying and why we're so excited and we're referring them back to the three initiates or you know um Hermes tries my, my, my just as like when you when you're trying to bring up these these ideas in hermeticism i know that sometimes you and i can get ahead of ourselves but here's this film that can kind of give you uh just a different avenue, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is great. Yeah, no, I, which is great. I completely, I completely agree. I was, you know, we were excited about this when we, when the, the trailer was first, first shared with us. Um, and so, you know, through again, Instagram and we, it just, it didn't let down when we were able to kind of sit and have that viewing. And, you know, in the, in the narrator of this, of this film that Mitch individual that you were speaking about, this was one of Manly P Hall's last students. And so, you know, every time, right. so many times people are reaching out about resources, he's a great resource as well. He's written kind of like a reader on the secret teachings of all ages. Again, he's, he really kind of helps to kind of bridge that gap from the occult community and the public and making that, that connection easier and more, you know, more, more speaking the common public's language so they can get a deeper understanding of these principles, which is very much what a lot of us are finding ourselves doing at this point. It's this, you know, as you learn the occult, one of the ways you really under, know you understand this on a very deep level is the more simply you can explain these principles. And that's what's exactly. so interesting because you can get so complex with esoteric sciences right off the bat. It's really when you truly start to understanding these, understanding these and embodying them that they become more simple and it becomes more of this Zen approach where, you know, again, the, the quantity is better than you know, the quality is better than the quantity. And that's how we kind of yeah. start to approach this. And so, um, you know, fascinating, fascinating aspect. And I, and like we kind of said in the beginning, um, it really couldn't come at a better time. And I know that's kind of what we were going to kind of bridge that conversation into today. Um, and so do you want to kind of take it away with what we were going to kind of get started with the aspect of what 2022 kind of brings? 
Yeah, you know, you you and I, Daniel and I have had these conversations um, off air, obviously, but also on the recording. And one that we'll take you back to was, if you have it listened to, was 2020 and, and, and this renaissance period that we we're, we're find ourselves in. And fast forwarding to two years from then to where we are now, um, you know, again, you, you couldn't have said it better when you said this movie couldn't have come at a, at a, at a better time uh, or this film, you know. I really wanted to go and explore that, you know, as far as the meaning, uh, beyond just like the era we're in right now and, and where we find ourselves in 2022 based on, on the last episode we did with the divine will. I think that again, a lot of people resonate, you know, that we're able to, to a lot of people have expressed how they resonated with that episode. And I feel like, you know, let's just keep going with, where, where we find ourselves right now. And again, we can go back to 2020 in that Renaissance period that we have brought up multiple times to where we are now. So if you want to take it away from there, that's good enough of a, of an intro for, for where we're going. That was a great intro. Cause that's exactly, that was a perfect setup because, you know, before we can talk about 2022, this age that this year that we're upon, we, we have to remember about the denied renaissance of 2020. Yes. You know, and this is a 60 year cycle that's very powerful. And, you know, it's so funny because when we did that episode, um, some of the responses were like, where are you getting this information of this 60 year cycle? And you're like the, a timeline, like it's not, yeah. it's nothing like you just like, they're like, well, what's your source on this? And, and again, people have spoken about it, but this is something you physically can just look at a timeline of world events. You follow it back 60 years. You, you don't need any resources because we are allowed to identify patterns. We don't have to have patterns recognized for us and then cited in a book and told us that this is a pattern that now you can cite. Does that make sense? Like we, we, boom, well said. So we, we have to really understand this and accept this. Like if we partake in creation, we can observe creation and we can make observations about creation. And so this 60 year cycle is undeniable. If you look at physical science, if you even look at the science that these people have kind of like even just put, put in front of our eyes as being acceptable, it follows exactly. within this cycle. And so the 60 year period was, was that great awakening. And we know what happened in that era. It was anything but a great awakening. It was anything but this, this humanitarian move as we make this transition from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, right? And these big astrological energies. Um, and so, you know, we really kind of have to understand that a renaissance can only be refused on a subjective level. It's always in the objective. You can't take the renaissance out of the objective collective consciousness. The only way a renaissance can be denied is on a personal subjective level. We have to choose to deny the renaissance that's internally creating pressure within all of us. And so what we're finding here is we're, we're given a choice in 2022. Are we going to actually go through this cocooning and actually blossom this renaissance? Because we've seen it's been denied in the external environment and it's been kind of hijacked to turn into something a little bit different. And we'll kind of get into what, what it's kind of moving to. But at the end of the day, 
they can't take the Renaissance out of the objective collective consciousness. That will always be there. That's, that's an impulse. That it's a desire that's burning inside of all of us. The only way that we can deny it is being convinced to deny it on a subjective level. And that's what's going to make a better understanding of why this environment has been the environment of these last almost thousand days. Because there's a there's an impulse, there's a blossoming internally that's happening in each and every one of us. And the only way is going to be from fear to keep from this blossoming to unfold what this this great awakening is truly trying to kind of rebring in front of our eyes. 100%, 100%. And again, I mean, you can have man-made things like concrete over a beautiful tree, but the roots will prevail and will crack through. And <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Trying, uh, <laughs> but that's that's really what I feel it's going on. And I think the only way we deny the push of those roots to surface above the the level of that um, that weight, in this case with, like, there I go with metaphors, but with the, with the concrete, is this isolation period that a lot of people are in, you know, because I think a lot of the people who relate to us on this, on this podcast, which is such a blessing, is that they're looking for a connection and they want to be reinforced that there is such a conversation going on universally. And the answer, in my opinion, is yes. I mean, it's not like I only listen to a few podcasts. I listen to multiple podcasts. Well, there's a reason for that. It's not just that I have the time to do it. It's just that I like the reinforcement that there are other people thinking and feeling what we are and and that's what you have to sort of use as a guide there's a reason for that you know what i mean and and i think that even just like if you look at um just basic things that are occurring in our world people people are quitting their occupation and starting a new occupation they're taking chances on other things because they feel it internally and that blossoming is still occurring it's just not interconnecting as well as it should amongst other beings that um that are around uh, each and one of us and so uh yeah i think that denying this feeling or denying this uh renaissance period has definitely caused some damage but you know we're still here and we're still able to have um you know our spirits lifted and there's individuals like you and i who are doing this with or without anyone's approval for the scent, the sake of of love prosperity and and something beyond what has been taught to us uh over our formative years and and um by society i guess as a whole you know we we want to explore these these things a little deeper for a reason you know yeah no absolutely and you know when we're kind of thinking about this 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 renaissance and when we're talking about it being denied, you know, we're we're really not we're not really very much speaking about our community and the esoteric community at large. I think there's a, a good right. understanding of what's going on. This is going to help us better understand the pressures we're going to see build up in the collective external environment. With, um, you know, I say it with all the love in my heart, but with the muggles, like we're going to see how this pressure. Because <laughs> what happens when you don't express? a collective pressure like a renaissance, a, a reawakening like the renaissance, well, that's going to cause the same kind of aspects of denying your anima and your animus. This is a collective force that's within you. That's going to cause a lot of confusion and it's going to cause a lot of fear when we don't know how to almost incorporate that because you almost have to incorporate a renaissance 
almost in the same way like you incorporate your shadow, but it's not it's not so much your information, it's collective information reawakening. So it's more of that connection to that anima animus where that's like the collective shadow that you have to merge in and understand that component. And so it's a beautiful internally blossoming thing. And you can tell it's happening to so many people in our community because we're getting messages. We're seeing the projects that they're participating in. And so, you know, I think it, it's really good to kind of remember this as, you know, we do have this unique community, but on, on compared to the masses, our numbers are a little bit small. So this is going to give us an understanding when we see individuals maybe act ways um, that we know aren't morally or ethically correct or see people acting out of fear we'll have a little bit better of an understanding of that. Um, and again, it's not going to bring, it's going to make the situation, I think, any more peaceful, but it will at least give us a little bit more internal clarity of, of what's happening here and why this is such an important energy not to deny in oneself. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I, and I agree with you as, as a friend and as someone who, you know, has had these conversations with you multiple times. I think you couldn't have said it better right now because yeah, I mean, it's very easy to deny it um, when you have trusted other sources to guide you instead of using that internal light that we've talked about before uh, for, for true guidance. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, again, that internal light truth resonates. It is the ultimate beat drop. You know, you can feel it. It's it's it, it resonates. It shakes. It pulls to you when you align yourselves with it. And so that that internal light is what's going to be what's going to be what we kind of create in this 2022. It's all about kind of kindling that light within and kind of taking all of this this chaos that's kind of been put into the external and and pulling within to ourselves and really going into this cocoon kind of aspect for this alchemical transformation that will be shared um, as we kind of go and follow really the universe as it's going through this this evolution and this consciousness. But we as well are going to be partaking um, in this aspect. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> again, going back to the last episode um, that we, you know, again, we, we kind of scratched the surface with 2022. But, you know, one thing that I really wanted to talk about if it's appropriate is just even back to numerology and mm-hmm. and the importance mm-hmm. of, of the addition to this number that we find ourselves in. And I know a lot of people who aren't familiar with numerology or we haven't even taken any really deep dives in numerology. We have had a few conversations, but, um, you know, something that you and I were talking about was the significance of these numbers, um, you know, adding up to the number six. And so I kind of want to you know, poke your brain a little bit about that, you know, uh, and, and open up that whole conversation. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Oh no, absolutely. And you know, it is, it's fascinating when we can kind of look at the numerology and what's the, what's the number of the year. And so 2022, we're going to add up the digits there and it's going to be two, two, two. So we get, we get a year six and a year six is going to be all about the internal healing of the individual. And it would make very much sense from after these, these circumstances that we've kind of 
evolved from and we've kind of participated in. And so the six is all about that internal energy coming in back on the self. And if you even think about it, when you're when you're drawing the number six, it's so interesting. You start at the top and most people kind of curve and it comes back into the six. Much different than the number, right. you know, much different than the number nine. The nine, we make that circle, we make that oneness, and then we take that oneness out and it's shared with the environment. And this is what's different between a year nine nine in a year six. A six is really, we go into that healing to create this incubation. It's this gestation. It's this transmutation stage. We think of it very much as a cocoon. You know, you look at the number six and it looks like a pregnant mother. And that's exactly what we do. We have the belly in the front. And so we put ourselves through this gestation page. And this is a, this is a great time for self-care, you know, really working on the self. This is, this is a, a good time for, you know, all of this aspect of people talking about the incorporation of the shadow, looking into the past, making sure that we have the re- this, the right relationship with pr- the proper relationship, the past experiences. This is very much not going to be, again, a selfish look at ourselves, but the understanding that we're only going to be able to give ourselves 100% if we know ourselves 100%. And this, this you know, and this is, it gives us the avenue in the area to really kind of shift that focus within, that energy kind of coming back on itself. That makes perfect sense. I mean, I know that the Pythagoreans, you know, with the six being the the perfect number, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great thing to be reinforced uh, out there when you do your research on the number six, um, you know, and we talk about a lot of uh, things that pertain to this, this, um, this, this number and, and how even um, how it's uh why it's a perfect number, why it's perfect in itself, you know what I mean? Or even when you talk about, the sixth sense that goes beyond the five sense reality. We talk about, you know, right. uh, rising above that five sense construct and the next would be the sixth. And so, I mean, there's a lot of things I could correlate it to, but that's not really necessarily the only thing that reinforces this, this yeah. important um, aspect to the number six, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and you bring up that aspect and again, Pythagoreans looked at it because the six very much represents that same shape of that Fibonacci sequence. And so again, we see yes. this, this perfect number of nature. And this is the Fibonacci sequence. If you think about it, when you're creating a six, the Fibonacci sequence mm-hmm. collapses on itself within the six. And so we find that sequence within. We have to go within ourselves and find that sequence where nine is seeing this perfect number and sharing it on the outside. So it's pushing creation out. At this aspect, we're, we're harvesting creation within. Um, and it's this, it's, it's truly is energy collapsing onto itself for self-care, self-discovery, and ultimately self-love. And that's what this six sounds. It's this very much of this nurturing year. And if you think about all of the relationships we've lost in these last couple of years, you know, just the, just the impediments that the entire environment has had, this is a time for healing. We need to heal ourselves because something very big is on the horizon. And, and we need to get ready for that. And we need to find this internal light because it's that that truth is what's going to be that that guiding force that we're going to use as we climb this ladder up to a seventh, eighth, and a ninth year. Um, and so this is a really important stage. So, you know, we could say this last year and the year before was to get our game on. 
Well, this year is to turn our flame on and we're going to turn on this internal light and it's going to be for the remainder of this journey, our ultimate guide. And it's actually been our ultimate guide this entire journey, but we're truly going to understand it and love it for what it is because not only is it developing our soul, but it's making us into the individual that we know that we need to be. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. And and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit off here, but I think in, in Buddhism, and, and I don't know if I'm um, on point here, but you know, like the wheel of life, the samsara, yeah. um, you know, has the six spheres and to reach that level of enlightenment, you know, to obtain is to break out of that, you know, and to really allow yourself to, you know, rise above. And so what you're saying is exactly what's been said, you know, it's not, it's nothing new under the sun as we say this before, but it's an important thing that needs to be, uh, not overlooked, you know? Right. Absolutely. And you know, if we look at the the numerology, and I, I really invite everybody to to look at this year six, and you would literally just, if you're typing it into like DuckDuckGo, you just put, you know, numerological year six, 2022, and you, you'll be able to gain information on this. But the, what it will also do is it will be able to generate a calculator for you so you can look at your own numerological chart and see how your numbers are going to respond and correspond with this number. And so you get a little bit more of an independent understanding, just like astrologically, you can look at transits to kind of get a snapshot of the zeitgeist in the current moment. Well, numbers, the language of God, is um, going to provide that same effect. And so we're going to kind of see that. So just that, you know, as we're always looking for applicable resources to, you know, assist us all on this journey that we're walking each other home in. And this is a great resource, understanding how numbers work, uh, and especially the numbers that are, we find in our life like this, like this number six, but to even go even deeper on this understanding is you also look at the last two digits of the neat years. If it's, if it's something special, and the number 22 is a very special number in numerology. It's a master number. And so this is a very unique time because we have this number six of self-care, self-love, but we also are going to have this, this master builder number. And this is what this is really going to look for is 2022 is not only going to be this aspect of self-care and self-discovery, but we're going to take command of restoring and rebuilding our own individual lives through self master builder master builder and we're going to build the ultimate arc if that makes sense does that correlate yeah absolutely man you know and so this is it this is the restoring and rebuildings of our lives this is this move to self-reliance we've seen that we can't rely on this outside force for security you know everything in the outside this 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 kind of cube on the outside is starting to to fade, and it's actually something we we spoke about. We released on a patron video, and I know you and I are going to have much more further conversations on this topic. Um, but this this aspect that we need to become more self reliant, we need to kind of think outside of the box and really act work on networking our own independent systems, whether that's food supply, communication, uh, and just you know really truly rewriting what community truly is rather than this kind of facade community that's um kind of like shooken in front of our face kind of like the keys in front of a baby's you know just to entertain the baby yeah absolutely i mean you know people want to know how to go further in numbers and they talk about it a lot and um 
you know, again, we've had, I like you talk about the facade of a community because, you know, you go to a place to partake maybe as a whole, you know, and that could be uh, anything that's recreational or it could be like a school or it could be somewhere where you go. But the follow through, and we talked about the follow through a lot uh, in the last episode, but following through as a whole with more individuals and then just the self and being selfless will make the progress that is needed, in my opinion, um, for the greater of all of us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's this, it's this true, this true building of this foundation. And it's in that selfless Aquarius humanitarian approach, objectively seeing all parties involved and how all parties need to be nurtured and cared for. And that's, that's, what's really beautiful about this, this sign of Aquarius that we're moving into. It really is the, the sign of brotherhood and sisterhood. Um, it's a really, really powerful force and it's, and it's a force that needs to be celebrated um, rather than weaponized. And we're, and we're seeing that at an alarming rate as well. But again, this is, this is to create fear from the Renaissance. They have to kind of skew these principles, right? They, they get you full on bread so you don't eat your dinner. Um, but really the, the meat in the, the true essence, um, isn't in the bread. It's, it's in the actual really thing we're supposed to digest. But there's this, again, there's this, this agents of the matrix that are kind of keeping, keeping these aspects at bay, but we know it's, it's, it's what we're internally being called to. So it's, it's, this, it's the voice that's in everybody's heads right now of this idea of we need to become more self-reliant. Um, and that means, you know, stabilizing ourselves not in the physical, not in the mental, but in the spiritual and understanding that that is the arc that's going to protect us from whatever these external flooding that we might find ourselves um, in, in consequence in. Absolutely, man. And, and again, you know, I, I love that um, you're saying all of this because, you know, anything that's ever led me to any readings or spiritual guidance or any sort of necessary conversation I've had to call upon either my mother, uh, my best friend, those are all um, coming from a, a place of seeking truth for the void that is felt in, in, in the heart. And right now, we're not talking about you know, a life changing experience between one age or another age, uh, as far as like, you know, um, moving into, uh, uh, a new era only it's, it's, it's the manufactured fear that is kind of hijacking your divine and, uh, you know, I should say like your go, go ahead. Your birthright, your divine your birthright. birthright. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, so this is a little, you know, it's, it, it feels tricky, but there's gotta be a reason for it. And there's a reason why you find yourselves, um, you know, looking into more mystical, uh, readings or, or approaching life with a different lens. Um, you know, it's again, like Daniel just said, it's, it's your birthright to, to be able to ascend to another octave as I frequently say on, on this podcast. And that's what interests me. This is what got me here. You know, uh, I know if people have asked us not to get off, uh, off the path, but to give sort of an answer of a question I've read about or read a lot from, uh, the fans is what are your credentials? You know, who initiated you guys? What's, what's the story behind it? And, and I don't worry too much about giving an answer like that other than to tell you the truth. And the truth is that the void that is felt inside is what allows me to seek what is, you know, beyond this veil. 
that's why we go there and that's why we investigate these principles. That's why we connect to these principles because they already are a part of us. If we are in, within the universe and we are a part of the universe, well, then here's this sort of, you know, hand that's letting itself out to you for you to grab and reach. And if someone's denying that connection, you know, you need to know how to be stronger and be more willing to, um, you know, keep yourself not just grounded, but feel what's internally right for you and for the people that you love and the people that you care for when that connection is severed. Right. And there shouldn't be that, that severing of connection. There's a reason why people want to commute more now than ever with nature. You know, I, I feel like people have been doing this forever, but in, in this century, the 21st century to find ourselves in, you get a lot of people who are just like, oh, I just need to be outside and this is my church. Well, really you're just outside and by being outside you're in the elements and by being in the elements just like we talked about squaring the circle i mean you have these these uh parameters that are lending themselves to you for you to have that connection that may or may not be severed and the 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 reality of it what gives me confidence just me eduardo is that that severing is 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 fake and so you can easily just kind of push it to the side and and make your make your stand, you know, really um, find the strength that you that you need because it's already there within you. It's just a matter of wanting to unlock that door, right? Um, and I know I sound really woo, and I don't really care if I sound woo, but that's just how I feel. So again, back to anyone who ever confronts our credentials or where we're going or what we're coming from, it's because um, it's what I felt and it's what led me to go where I needed to go. And I have resources like friends and family, but also, you know, we have, uh, we have an abundance of this right now available to us in order to have a map that we're willing to open and follow a path that will lead us to what we're talking about. Right. A hundred percent. No, I think that's, I think that's fantastic, man. And, you know, when we're, when we utilize that map and we really find this internal light of this, of this guiding source, that's, that's what we're uncovering in this, in this six, in this year of the six. And it's that incubation and it's that creation of that light. Cause you know, we see it, um, but it, it kind of plays hide and seek, just like our confidence, just like our courage and all these aspects. And it's being able to call upon this energy and truly, you know, surrender to this, to this guiding aspect, which is going to be, you know, so important in this time. And this is really just the time to, to surrender the higher self. You know, you have to surrender to something in this universe. It's, it's, you're either dominating or you're surrendering. So what are you surrendering to? Are you going to surrender to this, this kind of synthetic cube that's kind of getting pulled over our eyes? Um, or are you going to surrender to creation, i.e. natural law? Right. 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 Now, I'm so glad you brought it back to, to natural law. Um, but yeah, I couldn't have said that better, man. I, it's, it's exciting. You know, um, I try to invigorate friends and family. I try to always let them know, you know, we're just right there. We're so close. And, you know, and I think a lot of people are sort of fed up with feeling shut down and, and being shut down by the plastic that, or like the, the, the cube that's put over our eyes. Uh, or the new veil, whatever you want to call it, you can see it for yourself. You know, the facade is all around you, but the natural world still exists. And we must not forget that. We must not forget that at all. And again, in any time that you feel disconnected 
there's there's an abundance of ways to be reconnected and mm-hmm. we must not forget that you know what i mean and i think that's something that's been that's been put over um over all of our our eyes um several times you know what i mean so um you know man and go you ahead. you make a good point though because it's so funny because when they try to make these separations and these disconnections um and they try to pull us away from natural law and the actual patterns of the universe the best example of not only how they can hijack this energy, but how creation in the universe hijacks energy back is just as fascinating. And so I know we've, yes. you know, I know we've spoken about this before, and I know I've spoken about it on length on the Patreon account. So I really apologize if I if I'm repeating myself here, but it's it's a unique thing to think about. And so time in the in the construct that we see it you know, in the 15 minute breakup and where we kind of live with a clock on our body, this is a very recent, new recent aspect in consciousness. This might've been in the the deep historical past, but being reintroduced into consciousness, this comes around the industrial revolution and the train system. That's when we actually had to start really defining time of like that shipment's going to be here at 1208. And so we actually had to really break it up into the 60 minutes where we were actually needing to be kind of almost attached to this aspect, right? The more you lived in the bigger cities, the more you were part of an industrialization, the more the actual physical clock was about a part of your life rather than the natural clock, which is the sun and the seasons and the weather, right? And so we we kind of replaced it for this synthetic version of time that's really broken down into the pi the second, you know, and we've gotten more attached to that as we've become this more industrialized, modernized society, right? And we even go through this evolution from the clock being this analog circular thing to mostly digital. So humans have not seen numbers in digital form and these kind of variations as often as they do now. Okay, you were not looking when you were on the farm 400 years ago, you weren't looking at a digital, like any kind of thing that was telling you exactly what the time was. You might have, again, a clock, but it's not on your body. You're not constantly seeing these numbers, right? So isn't it funny how the universe let them kind of take control of time and then the universe uses time as one of the biggest voices for angels and higher powers to connect to us, those energies that are just upon the realm that we no longer can see. Because remember, we used to walk with angels. We used to walk with giants, right? And through this whole evolution of consciousness, we know this through these biblical stories. And as earth is hardened, it's become more of this human isolated experience. And so even as they isolate time and made it more of a this, this physical construct, isn't it so fascinating the spiritual connection and communication you get from repeated numbers and when you start seeing patterns in numbers and how there's always a deep significance to it and it's often trying to guide you to either gain an awareness of something, to appreciate something, to do some kind of assisting in your spiritual work. So even though they try to mechanize time and make us a slave to it, that same slave master aspect of what time does to it is also our mark to freedom. And the key to escape time is actually in the patterns that time shows us. Um, So it's this fascinating aspect of hide and seek. Are you seeing the universe where it's trying to appear? You know, because it appears in the most oddest places. We spoke about this when, you know, even when we had like a negative comment and we look at it like, 
oh my gosh, God, is that you? You know, it's this, it's, I, I'm finding God in the most interesting and beautiful places. And you find this in time and to correlate this with numbers and patterns, be aware of these patterns you see on this digital clock. This is unique. You are one of the only souls in history that has had this direct connection that time and dates can almost scream at you for attention. Now, this is a byproduct they don't want us to know because this is also why they made the tarot deck into the playing card deck because people were playing with the tarot card deck when it was at 78 and it was telling people too much about their life. And that's why they took that away and they gave us playing cards, which is just the minor arcana because you still have the four elements. You have the 52 weeks of the year, the four, the four seasons, but it doesn't have the major aspects of consciousness, which is in the major right. arcana. And then they just gave us the Joker card, um, which was a big joke on us. Um, because they took away some of those esoteric principles. But do you see how not only did they hijack creation energy for their own purposes, creation energy lets them hijack it and then reconnects in that those angels, those guiding forces, your higher self, your daemon, whatever you want to call it, now speaks through this unique language that's really isolated to the last 150 years. 100%, man. Bravo. Uh, that's 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 a great piece of insight that you're talking about right now, especially on on specifically on how the these numbers scream at scream out at you and how you can kind of you know really pinpoint what is actually happening and how it's happening and then only if you choose to believe that is right. So it's it's up to you on how you pick up the pieces. You know if if the if the call is coming in, are you going to pick up? You know, right. Um, so. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, no, just fascinating. I mean, they really tried to make Father Time into a tyrant, um, and he's not a tyrant. He's a construct for our experience, and he, and we have to learn and respect him, but it's not this tyrant. You know, it's, it's the form that we're able to create through. And so it's so interesting how, you know, it the universe didn't do that. And even when you look into, when we get more deeper into the, the feminine mysteries, and the deep aspects mm -hmm. of feminism and Gnosticism, we're even going to see how the feminine energies do this. And this is very much the female kind of speaking of how even when creation kind of gets um, despiritualized, how she appears and she always comes back and she's always looking for us to awake and understand truly who we are. And that's what this great awakening was about. And this is the furthering stage of it. Okay, this great awakening isn't going to be an overnight thing. Okay, the lifting of the veil happened in 2012. We saw we saw the cube for what it truly was, the synthetic cube. And it started to it started to lose its potency. It started to lose its hold on us. And as we are graduating out of this, the there's a fear and it's trying to pull us back in. Um, and so this this evolution away from this, this great awakening was not supposed to be just in a one-year thing. So it was denied from us, but that's just building up this pulse. Because if you even think about it, the 1960s, if you look at history, it's a slow progress before you get to Woodstock. You know, that's kind of the top of that aspect, you know? So we see that this is a developing thing in 2020 marks the beginning of this renaissance, but this game is not over. You know, the chessboard is on there and we need to get on the chessboard because most of us think this is a game of checkers and we're not playing the great game here. 
this is a game of chess and we need to get to this role of chess masters and just how they think they're going to know us five moves ahead. We're going to know them seven moves ahead. And it's going to be working through this community and understanding how to do that, that we're going to really understand how we can kind of be more creators rather than saving this, this broken matrix system that is already dissolving. This is really going to help us shift into the direction of what the new world is that we're, that's going to be created with, consciousness, truth, and love as the only components, um, because that's all you truly need. You know, there's, there's, we, we will kind of talk about it. I know we want to get into this, this conversation of like the cube within the cube. And I think that's, you know, I think that's where we're kind of leading to next week to further that idea. So I don't want to go, you know, too into it, but this is, this is the time. Like I said, this these last couple of years was getting your game on, learning these esoteric principles and this philosophy, and maybe just reigniting this in your life. Because a lot of people I talked to were like, I was into this and then I kind of fell off. And then 2020, 2021 came around and it was like this reawakening. Well, that's exactly what a renaissance is. It's this, this reawakening. And so we utilized last year to learn the game. We got our game on. And now it's this aspect of finding that internal flame and getting our flame on right. and utilizing that as the guide um, in this life and the next. Yeah. The application, the true application on, on how to, to use these principles. We've talked about this um, again a lot, but this is it. You know, uh, We're not here to just go on and on and have these conversations between two friends who both like to study, you know, um, you know, schools of, of mystery or mysticism or any kind of spiritual, um, you know, uh, knowledge it's, it's to know exactly not only ourselves, but also how to aid ourselves and use this information for the application of the greater good of humanity. Um, you know, which we're ready for, you know, you're ready for it. That's the thing is that a lot of people can hear this conversation and just, um, you know, write it off or not really engage and that's okay. But for those who feel it in their, in their gut and in their instincts internally, you know, this is the time to, um, continuously apply, you know, um, apply and, and, and move forward. You know, I was just walking my dog uh, a few nights ago and I was just so happy that either you can or you can't, or you do, or you don't. And one of the things that I saw a couple neighbors do just not even close to each other, um, this one older man on his front lawn had a big sign out of all the signs he could put on his front lawn, just said, be kind. That's it. Um, and I'm not saying that does much, but he could have not done it at all. He's not trying to get anybody, uh, to agree with him. He's just giving you a little bit of a physical object that you can see with your, with your five cents, um, uh, senses and say, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, well, I'm glad that he thinks that way because that's how I think. And you'd be surprised if there's more of us who would be that way. You know, we've talked about this and other people have talked about this, but what happens in, in traffic is not the same that what happens standing in line all the time, you know, because when you can see your fellow human eye to eye, you don't respond the same way you do when you don't have a connection with them, when you're inside of a vehicle on a freeway you know, worried about time, worried about where you need to get to and what's good for me is just good for me. And so like practicing these applications is not as hard as I think people might be thinking, like, where do I start? How do I start? You know, there's, there are simple ways, but either you do or you don't. And again, I'm not saying that the man 
and the neighbors who are putting these signs out on their front lawn are anything that's going to change the world forever, but at least they did. And it changes just a little bit more on what's being told to you and what's actually going on out there in the world that we f- we're being taught to fear. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not exactly the way it's written, if that makes sense. And I think we just need to sort of all kind of look at each other a little closer in order to re have that reassurance or have that um, that um, I guess like ability to elevate each other up, I guess. You know uh, what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Yeah. No, man. I think, I think that's very important. And, you know, understanding what the true pulse of consciousness is rather than what we're synthetically told it is, is going to be one of those guiding lights that's really going to come in to the collective. And I feel like we're all going to get more intuitively um, connected in that network as we kind of make this evolution to Aquarius that we will kind of in, understand the internal aspects of where consciousness is rather than relying on um, the, the days of our life drama that people call network news um, and Silicon Valley, you know, so we, we can really <laughs> do that aspect, you know? And so, um, yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's an exciting time. I think this is, this is such a good incubation period for all of us to, Go back and really do this this deep healing and make sure that we're ready for what's coming and we're ready for these, this new change and becoming, celebrating this self-reliance and understanding that this is what the individual path is calling for at this time. And this is what the universe needs us to respond to. And we're going to be very grateful for the challenges because that means we have a very specific plan in this great work. And that's what we're all going to be bringing. And we need workers of all skills and we need workers in trades of all tools and that doesn't just mean builders but that also means artists you know that means communicators that means organizers that means you know inventive thinkers all of us need to come to the table and understand that it's going to be the networking and the connection of our skills our unique understanding of the world and our esoteric connection that's going to be the dawn of the true tomorrow and you know, it's either the new world or the new normal, um, but you get to choose. You either do or you don't. Um, and um, I'm excited to see who, uh, I'm excited to see you all on the other side. Absolutely, man. Well said. Well, if there's anything else you want to add, um, I really think that was that was remarkable. You know, again, the Kabbalion, Kabbalion film is out. Nice. You can find it on Vimeo. You can find it on um, Amazon. I mean, there's a whole bunch of platforms that it's that it's been released on. So I encourage you to to watch um, just to have a different perspective on things that we've talked about or things that you already may know much more than I do about the the Hermetic principles. But if you feel it and you um, connect with it um, when you read about it or hear about it, here's a visual of it that um, I think does a, a pretty good job. So uh, if I say so myself. Um, two thumbs up. But anything else? No. Two thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, I just, I loved it. And again, you know, I, I would love for this to spark inspiration in all of us um, for other ways that we can express our unique understanding of the occult. You know, we've always talked, if if it's if you want to communicate this kind of like in the format that Eduardo and I are, 
doing a podcast is one of the easiest things to kind of get started and to get going. But there's not all of us that want to communicate about this. Some of us want to display this through art. Some of us want to display this through stories. You know, some of this, it's it's all your own in, in, in um, kind of expression of this universal life energy. And so understanding how you want to share that is going to be a really great thing. And to understand how this individual was able to take their understanding of the occult and make such a beautiful art piece. I think it's just such a perfect, perfect piece of inspiration for the moments we find ourselves in. Well said, man. Well said. My man. Well, anything else you want to add? I think this was a pretty successful first distance podcast. Oh yeah. If the audio, I'm going to, when I produce the episode um, through what we use on the other side here, um, if it sounds a little bit, um, cut off or the audio sounds a little bit off, uh, I don't apologize. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's because Daniel and I, uh, we've been doing this, um, this trial of doing it from a, a, afar. I can see him, he can see me, but we're definitely using technology to, to have this conversation from afar. And it's something that we plan on doing in the future. Um, being that we travel quite a bit and we're also looking for new spaces to, to live in um outside of the state perhaps and so uh yeah just give us a give us a chance and uh again i'll do my best to to do some touch-ups in post um but uh what were you gonna say oh yeah no just coming live from the interwebs today which is unique um but in a in a side note because we dearly love arizona uh we're just a little concerned about water situations but we have all the love for the Sonoran Desert and how the people have handled this situation. And so um, we uh, so much love for Arizona, but we just oh, absolutely. we just worried about getting thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I do I do always connect with the with the soil and the ground that we have here um, we got- because it's always been a great resource for the natural world that surrounds us in this in this open space uh, in the desert. And if you haven't made your way out to Arizona, let us know when you are in Arizona. We'd love to take you, um, you know, somewhere that can that can really show you uh, what we're talking about. Um, so you know how to reach out to us. And uh, yeah, man, this is amazing. You're the best. You're the best, dude. Until next time, then. Until next time. Excellent.